Welcome to the Dreaming Beautifully podcast. My name is Hannah and Claire is here as well. We are beauty professionals, hairstylists, and makeup artists who are excited to share our journey being bold in our beauty, our dreams, our businesses, our industry, our lifestyle, our coffee, and even our faith. Come along with us as we share our journey and other professionals' journey chasing their bold, beautiful dreams. Thanks for joining us on the Dreaming Beautifully podcast. Today, we're going to be sharing our stories on how we ended up where we are today. I'm so excited to talk about this. I think this is the perfect way to kick off our podcast. Hannah and I have walked down different paths to end up where we are, and it's a huge part of why we work as hard as we do. Absolutely. If you would have told me five years ago that my career would be the way it looks today, I would have never believed you. Okay, so on that note, let's dive into your story, Hannah. Um, for starters, tell us where you grew up and what you thought it, thought you wanted to be when you grew up. Okay, so um, I grew up in southern Ohio um, around the Chillicothe area, and growing up, <laughs> I had a lot of dreams. I wanted to be a veterinarian. <laughs> Not surprising, because you have a whole zoo at your house. <laughs> and I wanted to be a singer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gonna need a demonstration later. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed and nervous to sing, even though like I'm decently good at it, but I don't. I haven't had stage stage fright, so um, yeah. So then it wasn't until high school that um, I actually played soccer pretty competitively, and um, my sisters talked me into being a cheerleader, mm. and I was like, um, I'm not girly at all. I was super into sports. Um, and I did it, and I had to wear skirts and bows, mm-hmm. and then I started doing my makeup, and I was like, Hey, you guys, oh. I think I'm going to get at this. I think I want to be a makeup artist. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, and so I was like, all right, I think I'm going to do makeup. And my grandma would take me um, to Walgreens. I don't know why I remember this so much. She would always take me to Walgreens and let me pick out any makeup that I wanted. So I think that's where it began was my grandma, too, because like she was like, get whatever you want. And I'm like, score, I'm getting the Done. whole store. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I just started playing around with makeup, and I really loved it. So I told everybody that I wanted to be a makeup artist and I wanted to move to like New York City. And so that's kind of where it began. And um, honestly, (laughs) I had no support at the time. And um, I shouldn't say no support. I had, my family was worried about my decisions. You know, like, are you going to have insurance? How are you going to, you know, always have clients and pay for things? And so there was a lot of concern. And I understand now that I'm older why they had those concerns. But I was just 18 and I was like, no, I'm going to be a makeup artist and I don't care what you say. So it was really, really, really hard to get where I am today. And um, I decided to go to college and I was studying marketing at the time. Mm, Where'd you go? Um, Ohio University. You did? Yeah. You know that's where I went to. I didn't know that. First semester. <laughs> well, I only went for like two years. I mean, I went less than a whole semester, <laughs> so you made it further than I did. <laughs> that's funny. I did not know this. I didn't know it either. Well, I was like trying to do like fashion work. I was trying to get mm. as close as possible to hair and makeup with making my family happy. So the whole time, like in the background of going 
to school, you were like, I, I really want to be doing makeup. Yes, okay. I absolutely hated it. And I toured schools to actually do, to be an esthetician. I did mm. not want to do hair whatsoever. I hated hair. <laughs> and every time I went to a school, you know, like the, what are, like the counts, like the, recruiter yeah Yeah, she was like if you could do hair you'll get more jobs as a makeup artist and like you know they were just trying to get me in the school to pay more to do hair but then I talked to a few some like salon owners and people I knew and they were like yeah like if you could do both it probably would benefit you and I was like all right fine like I'll go to hair school and then you know and they're like you're gonna learn makeup in hair school anyways and you're gonna learn facials in hair school like no you don't learn any skin or makeup or facials or none of that in hair school so i'll tell you one really quick story this girl wanted had blonde hair and she wanted like red highlights i'm nervous already <laughs> and her and like engagement photos were gonna be that week and she was a student and she let me practice on her hair and it pretty much turned pink oh yeah. And then you were like, this and is then why I, I don't like, do hair. This is why I never wanted to do Usually, Did you do updos and stuff? Like, did you no, like that aspect I did of it? not at all. Hmm. We did not really do any of that in school. Hmm. Yeah. I literally did it to just have a license. Yeah. And I was like, I'm moving away. I'm going to a makeup school in a big city. I'm not. This is just to have the license. And then, actually, I was really good at cutting. Like, hmm. I enjoyed cutting hair. And if I worked today in a salon, I would work in like an all cutting salon. Like I, you think I'd be good at color because of color theory, but yeah. I'm really not good at color. It's just not your vibe. It's not my thing at all. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. So oh, I could do men's cuts all day long. Like I oh, like stuff like that. That is the absolute worst thing that I could be doing on a day to day basis. <laughs> doing men's cuts all day and coming home itchy. Oh yeah, the itchy covered. thing does suck. Yeah. That does suck. But yeah, I. Cutting was was really my thing. Um, but anyways, so I don't even know where I'm at at this point. <laughs> okay, so you you said that you were going to go to makeup school. Yes, okay. So I left Ohio University. I was miserable, depressed, and an unhappy person. So I said, screw this. I'm going to cosmetology school, which where I went, and I hated it. You were but also I did miserable it. and depressed. I was. But then I was like, all right, I'm doing what I finally wanted to do this whole time. I graduate hair school. I moved to Chicago and I went to makeup first school of makeup artistry. Um, and that is where literally my whole life changed. And I spent four months in makeup school and we lived downtown Chicago. And then I just started working as a freelance artist. And it is true that I got way more jobs because I could do hair than makeup. Hmm. And that's when I learned that I like dry hair because I hated cutter. I mean, cutting was okay. Like I said, it was my best thing. But I didn't want to work in a salon and I hated collaring. So I was like, well, I better learn to style really, yeah. really well if I'm going to be on set. So I learned to style really well. And I actually, I do like styling. I like dry services. I could just never work in a salon salon. Um, and so I started working as a freelance artist. And that's just kind of how my journey began. Okay. So then you came back from Chicago to Columbus and started Loref. Yes. So I missed my family and Chicago's hard. It's hard living in a downtown in a big city. And we lived there for a little over three years. And so we just decided it was finally time to come back and be closer to our families. So um, it was 2016. And I was like, all right, if I'm coming to Ohio, like I was doing more production on set type work there. And I was like, I didn't do a ton of weddings there. And I was like, if I'm going to be in Ohio, like I'm going to have to do weddings. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to change my whole business. And I am a one-person show. I cannot do 10 people's hair and makeup by myself. So I'm going to have to hire a team. 
So that's what I did. I literally put ads out. Like, I think that Victoria, one of the artists on our teams, who I think was the very first artist I ever hired. Oh, really? I didn't realize that either. Um, I think I put, like, something on Indeed, like, super (laughs) basic. SOS. She probably thought it was, like, some scam or something, but she showed up. So, And uh, I interviewed her, and I had no clue what I was doing. I've never interviewed or started, like, a business business. And um, I started training her. And then, so then I had a second helper and then one thing led to another. And then Natalie might've been my second person I ever hired. Okay. Natalie and Victoria are like OGs. OGs. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to think who else are they? Maybe like Allison or something or Emma, but yeah. So then one thing led to another and before you know it, like I just kept like looking through people through social media or putting an ad out and would interview that with them and then train them. And then the team started growing and Now here we are, we do weddings and events and all these things, and we have a full team. Wow, that's crazy. It's It's interesting, too, that, like, even though, I mean, obviously your family was supportive and wanted you to succeed, but they didn't know what that looked like for you, but that didn't Mm -hmm. set you back. I think a lot of people, that would have, like, Mm -hmm. deterred them from moving forward. Oh, yeah. I feel like my business and my life is centered around being a dreamer. I mean, that's why it's called the rep, which is the dream, and so... um, my whole purpose and passion behind my business is to be like a dreamer and do what you want and what you love and it's not about the money or anything else it's really truly about like what makes you happy and I think that's why I ended up being successful is because it's something that I was so passionate about and wanted so bad that I would do anything to prove someone wrong Mm -hmm. and I will work endless hours to make it work because I I'm very competitive. I would grow up doing sports and you can't even play like Monopoly with me without me being (laughs) super, super competitive. Okay. So when it comes to my business, I will not stop until I win. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the kind of like fight you need too, especially with such a competitive industry too. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So now you've heard my story. So now let's talk about you, Claire. What is your story? Um, How did you end up becoming a cosmetologist? So I, in high school, I feel like I was always the person to do people's like hair and makeup for dances and that kind of stuff. And I liked it and I was always creative, but I never really thought of it as a career. However, my grandma, who was a licensed cosmetologist and would tell you, you know, back in the day she charged two fifty for a haircut. I Wait, hear- time out. I have to add something. Do you know that I found out that my great grandma was also a cosmetologist? Really? Yes. So maybe it's just we. It's our grandma. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. just meant to be. Yeah. So she, you know, she was always talking about it. I always grew up like hearing about her days at the country set, which was her salon. Country set? The country set. Um... <laughs> And she always said, like, throughout my childhood, like, you're going to be a cosmetologist. And, and I was what like, would you say? No. I just never really thought of it as a career. Like, I enjoyed it, but I also, you know, I feel like there's so much pressure when you're in high school to go to college. And, you know, my parents were both really hard workers, and they got their degrees, and, you know, we're just constantly working in more of, like, a nine-to-five setting. And that's just kind of what I imagined for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I should have realized from the jump, like I was never going to be able to sit behind a desk. But, you know, even with that being said, I still went to college. So I went to OU, loved Athens, loved OU, hated college. Like I was so (laughs) depressed, so sad. So I didn't even finish my like freshman first semester. (laughs) Didn't even finish it. And fortunately I had really supportive parents. My parents had always said like, to me and my sister, like, you guys should learn a trade. Like, you know, you can always go back to school, but learn a trade, you know, get your feet wet. Um, 
So fortunately, when I was struggling, they were like, just come home. Like, I know you've thought about beauty. I know you like beauty. Go to cosmetology school. Is that why you were struggling? Like, because it wasn't hair or because why? I think I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I was just lost. Like, hair was always something in the back of my mind. I liked doing creative things. I don't know if I just thought I wasn't going to be good enough or didn't know like what that future looked like as a hairstylist because I also am I'm a planner and I like consistency so the thought of not having a consistent schedule and a consistent Mm. income was like spooky to me yeah gave me major anxiety yeah but fortunately I really like my parents and fam really supported me and so I came back and my mom and I started like looking at cosmetology schools so I went to Aveda Mm -hmm. um and I had a pretty good experience there I made great friends I um I, you know, I really enjoy learning about all the things. The hardest thing was just the schedule because it was like 30 hours a week, 10, you know, 10 hours a day Mm -hmm. and then working on the side of it. So I worked at Sephora while I was there. So that was kind of fun. Like I always had that beauty aspect. Mm -hmm. And then after cosmetology school, I worked at a larger salon in Dublin and that salon had like a nine month training program before I actually like got my. But while you're in school, did you have a passion for one thing? Not really. I kind of liked it all. I mean, even when I was at OU, I had a wax pot and would wax people's eyebrows. <laughs> wax pot. I'm serious. Like, Stop. there was always these like random things. When I was little, I had a nail salon in my basement and would like force family members to come downstairs. Oh my downstairs. god! When I was little, I had a I had a massage like room. <laughs> I would make my family sign up to come get massages, which sounds yeah. super weird and kind of crazy. But like, no, I would like get all into it, like play mm-hmm. music and like rub their back. Yeah, I had a Barbie <laughs> cash register. I gave them fake cash before they came in for their nail appointment and they paid me. Like, so I feel like my family the whole time in the background is like, why isn't she just doing this? And then, of course, my grandma got to say, I told you so. But Yeah. So I uh, worked at the salon that I um, started at, did a training program through them. and was there for like a year and a half. And then I went on a mission trip. <gasps> Yeah. I've never done a mission trip. Oh my gosh. It was I really, really the best want experience. To. It was so cool to spend a whole week with like zero agenda other than like serving Jesus and like serving people. Mm. So I did that and then I came home and I just had like a really hard time adjusting, which is pretty common with mission trips. A lot of oh. people say that there's like this after effect of just feeling almost like guilt for how fortunate you are. Like we were in La Libertad, El Salvador, and the average income there is like less than 5000 a month. I mean, or maybe it's a year. I don't know. There's not a lot of money to be had in the area that we were at. And so I just came back and, you know, people, I'm charging people $150 for hair color. And I just felt like garbage. Yeah. So I was just kind of really praying about it and trying to figure out where to go. And that's when I decided that I needed to go back to school to do more like a service-based career. Um, which I didn't realize at the time, but I feel like my gifts as a cosmetologist, it was a service and a ministry in itself. I just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. So I started working at Starbucks because they pay college tuition. Oh. Yeah. Which is cool. Wait, for a trade school? Any, anything through Arizona State. So I, I was going back to school for, um, community advocacy and social policy. So like social work and they pay full tuition. You only have to work there like 20 hours a week. So I did that, um, but I missed hair the whole time. And I still did weddings. That's like around the time that I joined Loretta. Oh, yeah. I remember you being in school. So mm-hmm. wait, did you finish it? No. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I probably... I love that we're college dropouts because like I went back to college in Chicago at one Oh, you point. did? Yeah, because like I was a starving artist and I was yeah. like, how am I going to do this? My family's right. Like this is hard. Yeah. And so I went back to like be a nurse. 
And I hated it. I feel like a lot of cosmetologists and creatives in general go through that up and down. Because it's tough. You really have Um, to work so much. Yeah, you don't just graduate make money like any other job. You have to actually like build a clientele. Mm -hmm. And it is the hard. This is the most rewarding and hardest career ever. And if you're successful at it, like you, like you are a true entrepreneur. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many different facets of it. Um, Yeah. So I interviewed for Larev like around Mm -hmm. the time working at Starbucks. I remember this. And then COVID happened and everything shut down and I missed doing hair. I was literally doing hair on mannequins during lockdown because I was bored. I should have been doing my college When did you, wait, but when did you drop out the second time? Mm, I was probably at Starbucks You had to be pretty far into your program, right? About a year. Okay. Yeah. So enough for a few semesters because it was also like a condensed timeline. Uh. Not far enough that I feel guilty about like, ooh, I just have a few more classes. Yeah. It's just not... Not for me. Yeah. But I tried it, and I proved to myself that I could finish a semester in college. Oh, I think I we're both. Done. I know. I'm very capable. Yeah. It just co- was not. Yeah. I just did the, no. had nothing to do with my career. No. And I was really struggling, and I was praying through it a lot. And God was like, Claire, like, I gave you a ministry. I gave you a yeah. gift. Why aren't you using it? So I feel like me pursuing college was more a me thing, less, like, conviction of what I should have been doing. And then I just reversed in. So it was basically a waste of time, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> lessons learned. Yeah, it's nice. nice lessons. And then when I was just like, forget this, I'm going back to cosmetology, I opened up a space in Grandview, and now I have my salon across the hall from Lorev. <laughs> yeah. And I spend every weekend of my life at weddings. <laughs> and we're serving people by making them feel pretty yeah, and beautiful. Absolutely. And, and I have so many like great like life giving conversations. Oh my gosh. And, we're therapists. Yeah. And just like building relationships with clients. I hear it's, things I don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I see things I don't want to see. Right. Exactly. But I also feel like yeah. I, I get so much out of those oh my relationships gosh. too. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I think the common thread of our story is that we didn't put our dreams aside because of obstacles, um, and we just really do have that passion for serving people and helping them to feel beautiful. Yeah, and I think that's why we decided to go with the Dreaming Beautifully podcast. I mean, Larev started with a dream, and so I wasn't going to give up no matter no matter the obstacle. Um, so I think this is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a perfect segue to our next episode. So next mm-hmm. week we will be talking about Larev as a company in more detail, um, where we have been and where we are going as a company because we have a lot of exciting things yeah. in the works. I'm so excited to talk about Larev in detail. Um, we just wanted to give you guys just like a little insight on um, who we are and kind of how we've gotten here. So with that being said, we hope you will join us next week. And um, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening today. We hope that we encourage you to chase your dreams and to live life beautifully. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe to our podcast or leave us a review. You can also follow us on social media at Larev Makeup. Come say hi. We would love to connect with you.